Welcome to the Pharma Letter Podcast. I'm Guy Martin, and today we're talking to Neo Kuma Ventures, the UK's first investment fund dedicated to psychedelic healthcare. The topics we'll cover include investment potential in psychedelic medicine, what evidence there is that these drugs work, and how close they are to the market. So if I can ask my two interviewees to introduce themselves, please. Sean McClintock, I'm founding partner at Neokuma Ventures, which is a psychedelics-focused venture capital fund in London. My name is Clara Bartonshaw. I'm a partner in Neokuma Ventures. Uh, we're a £20 million fund based in London, investing across new wave of psychedelic healthcare, covering three different pillars, drug development, drug discovery, clinics and services, and also the infrastructure that's developing around delivering this new type of healthcare to patients. Great. And so um, do you want to start by telling me a bit about Neokuma Ventures? What does the company do and how did it come into being? Absolutely. Thank you, Guy. Neokuma is a psychedelic-focused venture capital fund, which is based in London, United Kingdom. It's a £20 million fund, which is investing in drug development, clinics and distribution, as well as tech and ancillary platforms in the industry. We are largely focusing on early stage companies from seed to series B. We have a slight European focus, but a very global reach. And we focus very intensely on our deep scientific and academic networks. Um, We came into being really through what we saw as a desperate need in society and a need to advance the standard of patient care forward for people suffering with mental conditions, PTSD, um, addiction and depression um, specifically. Just to give you some statistics, we have, um, Clara and I sat down about two years ago and looked at 17 million people in the United States suffering from depression, 7.7 million people from PTSD, 21 million people from addiction. We had family and friends who were on SSRIs, um, antidepressants, um, and other drugs, pharmaceuticals, which were helping them deal with their um, depression or PTSD. And we could see the intense side effects that they were going through. So really, we felt that this called for a large scale solution and psychedelic treatments uh, we saw as being inevitable. Um, They're providing breakthrough outcomes in mental health really across the spectrum and billions of dollars are on the line really for um, the next go-to solution. Um, We have been looking at the space for just under two years now and we're actively looking to support companies that are trying to move the standard of patient care forward and dedicated to expanding access and finding solutions for those who have none. Um, One of the reasons why we've been able to be so fast and successful in the space is I think because most institutional funds are unable to invest in novel areas such as psychedelics. Um, This leaves us with quite a large white space for a fund like ours, um, which is relatively untraditional to look at the category and take advantage of an upcoming and very growing space. So um, can you tell us what exactly is a psychedelic assisted therapy? That's a great question, Guy. Thank you. Psychedelic assisted therapy is essentially a new treatment paradigm for chronic conditions where um, there is professionally supervised and directed use of a psychedelic substance. In our cases, we're largely talking about ketamine, MDMA, psilocybin, which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, or in some cases, LSD. 
Um, these treatment regimens combine the drug-assisted session with drug-free preparatory and integrative sessions, which ultimately help create a holistic, personalized solution for the patient. Um, and psychedelic-assisted therapy really aims to produce much longer-term results for chronic conditions by not only papering over the cracks, so to speak, but really treating the underlying trauma at the heart of the mental health and addiction problem, which is quite unlike SSRIs. Um, and yeah, a limited number of PAT sessions has shown very improved efficiency uh, versus years of traditional therapy with SSRIs and other antidepressants. So it's certainly a new treatment paradigm um, that we think is going to shape the future of mental health care. Fantastic, okay. and. So on to Clara. So, Clara, why would anyone want to invest in psychedelic medicine? Perhaps you can tell me about the unmet medical need and why psychedelic medicine could provide the answer. Well, I think there are many reasons why people are really excited about being able to invest in psychedelics. I think a big part of that is timing. People are attracted to this because of um, the fact that really the time is now. Um, scientific advances, societal need awareness of the illness and innovation. And I think it's really helpful to, to set sort of the landscape to this because first, there have been so many cultural changes since these drugs became stigmatized in the 60s. And what we've seen since then is an easing of regulatory and legislative considerations. So we've seen sweeping legislative changes across cities in the US, um, government funding for some of these trials that really show that People don't view these drugs as taboo anymore, and, and they're paving the way for a new industry. Second, we're seeing a lot of appetite from the regulators and industry for changes in the treatment of depression. And so, as, as I mentioned, regulators such as the FDA in the US and the EMA in Europe have shown clinical acceptance so that these trials can be conducted. And that's really bridging a gap that's been left by the bigger pharmaceutical companies who no longer doing the R&D um, into some of the, the illnesses that represent the unmet need that can be treated here. Um, so psychedelics present an area of continued growth um, for a huge market where development has stagnated. And as the larger pharmaceuticals have stopped investing in systems, um, central nervous system disorders a while ago, what we're able to do is invest in young companies who are looking at this area because that's an opportunity to develop a drug that can be sold on to, to bigger pharma. I think the third reason that people are excited is because of what we've seen in the cannabis sector, which really opened the space up as an acceptable way forward for repurposing drugs and taking things forward into treating patients. And many of our investors have come from this sector and see psychedelics as an investment opportunity that may not be hampered in the same way um, by the regulatory hurdles as cannabis has been. So I think what we're seeing here is that the markets are recognizing the potential of these drugs. And we've seen many early stage companies turn to favorable Canadian exchanges to get their capital. And three companies hitting billion dollar valuations on the NASDAQ and leaders from the business world investing heavily, such as Peter Thiel, who backed a company called Atai Life Sciences and, and that now has a market cap of, of 2.6 billion. Um, but I think overall, the biggest factor is that we're now in a time of urgency. The current standard of care is failing patients. And this became so evident during the pandemic with lots of mental health services being cut off. 
And as Sean mentioned, the thing about psychedelic healthcare is that it's a completely different treatment paradigm where existing antidepressants work by changing biochemical imbalances, that psychedelics enable people to tackle the root causes of their trauma. Um, so the former felt like a patch on the problem, whereas psychedelics can be used in a way that feels transformative. And if we're looking at the unmet need, um, we've seen that psychedelics can be used to treat behavioral mental health disorders, central nervous system disorders, addiction, pain management. Uh, they can be used as anti-inflammatories, and they can also be used to tackle neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's, as well as a whole host of orphan indications that are not currently treated by the pharmaceutical toolkit. And if you're looking at the larger indications, these are $100 billion markets. And what we've got with psychedelics is the potential to provide patients with effective treatments, which on the whole carry much lower side effects. Um, and a lot of the institutions that are looking at this are, are taking quite novel approaches, which is always exciting for investors. Um, we're seeing John Hopkins, for example, investing a lot into looking at how psilocybin could be used to treat eating disorders, such as anorexia. Uh, companies we've invested in, such as Bright Minds, are expressing um, exploring obsessive compulsive disorders, such as binge eating. And also in Canada, we're seeing the application of psilocybin to, to end-of-life care. So, for example, patients suffering from cancer, um, we've seen that psilocybin has been found to reduce anxiety and depressive symptoms in patients with cancer, with sustained improvements, you know, six months on following their, their first treatment. And, and also evidence from those who've been treated to show that just one treatment of psilocybin can, can present even um, benefits five years later, which is incredibly exciting. And then we're seeing really wonderful results of veterans who have been suffering from PTSD who've also been treated with psilocybin. So a huge broad range of unmet needs that can be treated with psychedelics which is very exciting, and now we're seeing this excitement reflected across the market. So what further evidence is there that these drugs work, and how far away from reaching the market are they? I think that the, the first thing is really that there are a ton of clinical research settings around the world looking to treat illnesses such as those Clara mentioned with psychedelic compounds. Um, you know, th this is leading to dozens of clinical trials to determine efficacy. Um, so we may see a lot of very exciting news in the, in the coming years. I think most importantly, just to outline for the purposes of this discussion, is that the FDA has granted breakthrough status to a number of these drugs that are currently going through clinical trial. Um, and just to clarify what that means is breakthrough therapy designation is a, really a process which is designed to expedite the development and review of drugs, um, drugs which are intended to treat a serious condition, and where their preliminary clinical evidence indicates um, they demonstrate substantial improvement over available therapies. Um, we've seen that with ketamine, um, although it has been sold off-label for decades. There are thousands of ketamine clinics around the U.S. treating addiction, depression, and anxiety. Um, but in August of 2020, the FDA approved um, Spravato, which is owned by Janssen, uh, a Johnson & Johnson company to treat suicidal ideation and depressive disorder. Uh, it's a nasal spray made from S-ketamine 
and the results were quite extraordinary. In one study, um, only after two treatments, 90% of the patients got at least 50% better. And after six treatments, there was an 85% reduction in depressive symptoms. Um, we've seen similar breakthrough status afforded to MDMA for PTSD, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, this is done by MAPS, who's just passed their phase three. And during that study, it was shown that 67% of patients no longer met the clinical criteria that would lead to a diagnosis of PTSD after just one year of treatment. Um, and that's also extremely extraordinary. Um, finally, moving into psilocybin, which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, we've seen the FDA grant breakthrough status to two drugs. The one is Compass Pathways Comp360, which is treating um, treatment-resistant depression. Um, it is currently in phase two and is on track for a 2025 potential rollout. Moving back to MDMA, which I omitted, um, we're looking at a late 2023 rollout of MDMA. So that's very near to the horizon in terms of people with PTSD, particularly veterans, um, people who have suffered sexual abuse, et cetera, getting the treatment that they need. And then finally, um, the last psilocybin drug, which is Usona's um, drug, which is also treating depression. Um, has also been granted uh, breakthrough status by the FDA. And just to give you just some brief stats on, on the effectiveness of psilocybin, um, the largest study conducted really pitted psilocybin against um, the most widely used um, SSRI. Um, and what ended up happening with the results is that they were largely the same in terms of e efficacy. Um, but the remission rates were twice as high in the, in the psilocybin group um, than in the SSRI group. And that SSRI uh, that they used was Eskitalopram, um, which is the leading SSRI at the moment. And I think this shows a pretty extraordinary potential for psilocybin really to be more efficacious than the best drug currently on the market for these indications. Um, and we really need these drugs on the market. Um, the statistics I mentioned earlier with respect to people suffering from these conditions is only growing. COVID is going to amplify that effect. And we really need new treatment paradigms that are going to offer people solutions. And, and th those aren't too far away. With ketamine already rolled out, off-label, Spravato already available, MDMA coming in 2023, and hopefully psilocybin by 2025, 2026. And uh, the horizon thereafter, um, I think we should see a lot of very innovative drugs coming through. Clara, perhaps you can tell us then what level of interest you've had from investors so far and what's next for Neocuma? Thanks, Guy. Well, if you told me two years ago that we would have been able to go out and raise 20 million for psychedelic drug development, I would never have believed you. Um, but what we have is an incredibly well-informed, switched-on and engaged investor base. And the, the wonderful thing about investing in something which has such a sense of mission and purpose is that you're able to bring together a pool of passionate and motivated people. So what we found is that as soon as there are new reports or clinical study results, our investors are sending these across to us, talking about it. Um, and I think also the presence of psychedelic discussion and debate in the news and what we're seeing in the press is also attracting new investors who are reading about this for the first time and looking at their loved ones 
and their friends who are suffering and, and who want to invest in these treatments so that um, they can benefit from them. So I think we're at a really exciting point in time um, in terms of increased understanding, knowledge about how these drugs work. Um, and so for us as a fund and in terms of what's next, we continue to deploy actively across what we think are the best companies, the most exciting ones coming up in this space, covering drug discovery, clinics, and, and delivery. And we're seeing lots of excitement around digital therapeutics. And so these are tools that can present a more 360-degree view of patient care, and the ability to track and monitor, and also predict when patient might need more treatment. Um, and we're seeing lots of really exciting platforms as well. So virtual reality therapies, um, such as those provided by TRIP in the United States, which can be used for patients who perhaps are scared of what a psychedelic TRIP might entail, and it gives them the op opportunity to, to test that out first and then make a more informed decision. Or perhaps for patients who, because of the screening process or pre-existing heart conditions, just shouldn't take psychedelics we're able to utilize um, a tool like so that we can get as close as possible to that experience, and that can be used as a treatment for that type of patient. Um, we're seeing excitement around the possibility of decentralized clinics for, for ketamine treatments, um, such as this is one of our portfolio company, Journey Clinical. And um, we continue to look at the wider ecosystem and how all of the portfolio companies will interact with one another. So. For us, it really feels that we're at the apex of a convergence between psychedelics, neurotech, precision psychiatry, medicine, and digital therapeutics, um, which taken all together really provides a compelling platform for us to go out and raise our, our second fund, um, which will be the next step for us. And, and in terms of the level of interest we've had from investors, we're seeing this um, growing and growing. And... And I think, as mentioned before, that's really the convergence of, of unmet need, increased education, and innovation that we're seeing in, in, in the press every day.